Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one. Great to be back. You know, I don't like to leave the microphone. As you know, I really take fewer days off than the average host. Typically, it's for health reasons or business reasons. Now and then vacation, but not often. Ask my family, they'll tell you that. And so it was a great honor to speak to the folks at Hillsdale College. You've heard me talk about them. They're our major sponsor. And it really is intellectually motivating and fun. Inspiring, energizes me. So on the flight back today from Colorado Springs, Colorado, on the United Jet, everything went beautifully, smoothly. Flight attendants couldn't have been nicer. They were thrilled not to be wearing masks. I saw one older guy wearing a mask. He wanted to engage me. You could tell he was a lib. Um, I was very friendly. As long as they're friendly, I'm friendly. But then I, uh, I sat down and I opened up the equivalent of their United Airlines magazine. And there's the CEO of United Airlines, Scott Kirby. And it's a message from Scott Kirby right there in the beginning. And he's standing there. He's looking up at the sky and he's in the forest. He said, okay, that's pretty cool. And here's what he says in part. On my first day as United CEO nearly two years ago, I established an ambitious goal to lead United toward a carbon-free future. That's the first sentence. That's not an easy feat. When you consider that burning jet fuel is currently a core requirement of our business, at United, we're dedicated to redefining the future of air travel with sustainability at the forefront, not because it's easy, but because it's simply the right thing to do. Okay. 
Anybody who's invested in United right now, pull your money out as fast as you can. The job of a chief executive officer of a corporation is not to be woke. The job is to run the airline as best as he can run the airline. And in the case of United and most of the airlines, that needs profitability. They've had a tough time because of the price of fuel and because of the pandemic and so forth. And so the CEO doesn't even address this. This isn't the CEO's job, a carbon-free future. Now let me be abundantly clear because words have meaning. If we had a carbon-free future, we'd be dead. I talked about this the other day. You've heard about it in elementary school. Those of you who went to elementary school some time ago, it's been replaced, you know, with genderism and sexualism and all the rest of it. But photosynthesis requires carbon dioxide. Plants use carbon dioxide the way we use oxygen. And plants make oxygen from, among other things, carbon dioxide. So if we have a future free of carbon dioxide, we're dead. We're the dinosaurs. And there's nothing here about profitability, sustainability of the airline industry. There's nothing here about sustainability of the airline industry. That's what you want a CEO focused on, right? As we kick off Earth Month, he writes... Second paragraph, we're reminded just how important our sustainability efforts are. As an industry that depends on fossil fuels to operate, we recognize our contribution to climate change and our responsibility to solve it. So it should be an industry that defends fossil fuels. This should be a message from Scott Kirby, CEO of United Airlines, that explains how American industry has, in fact, significantly reduced the so-called carbon footprint in the vernacular of the degrowth movement. But he doesn't say that. That's why we're taking tangible steps to lessen our impact on the planet and being transparent while doing so. The most significant step is the pledge we've made to become 100% green by eliminating our greenhouse gas emissions by 2050. That's that's, uh, 28 years from now, so he won't be the CEO. He may not even be on the planet for all we know without relying on the use of traditional carbon offsets. In other words, we're not focused on splashy marketing claims, which, of course, that's all this is. We're committed to unique solutions that have the potential to make a real difference for the health of our planet, including United is committed to purchasing more than twice as much sustainable jet fuel as the rest of the world's airlines' public commitments combined. I have no idea what that means. United is the largest airline to invest in zero-emission engine developer Zero Avia to retrofit regional aircraft with hydrogen electric engines. United launched the first-of-its-kind Skies Alliance program, offering corporate customers the opportunity to reduce their environmental impact and help make sustainable aviation the norm. That says nothing. United made aviation history by operating the first passenger flight using 100% sustainable aviation fuel in one engine from Chicago to Washington, D.C. Mr. Producer, 
How many engines are on these big jets? At least two last time I checked, correct? Okay, so that's not working. United has the largest offtake agreement in aviation history for 1.5 billion gallons of SAF from Alder Fuels. I hear the word fuels. Anyway, it goes on. This is only the beginning. We have a lot of work to do. We need more expertise, more support, the combined will of all of us to achieve success. As always, we want to thank you for your business. Scott Kirby, CEO, United Airlines. And what's their bottom line? Are they comparatively a good investment? Probably not. But he's woke. And so I ripped this article out of the magazine rather than take the whole thing. And then I move on and there's another article. By Jamie Rothberg. To celebrate Earth Month. We sat down with Lauren Riley, United's Global Environmental Affairs and Sustainability Managing Director, to talk about sustainable aviation fuel, SAF, how United is reducing the airline's carbon footprint, and more. I have a way for them to eliminate their carbon footprint, Mr. Producer. Just uh, stop the airline business. And they go on and on with questions, and Jamie's giving answers, and... Then I moved on to their next article. I go, whoa, what's this? You know, I'm paging through this magazine. It's filled with articles about plastic surgery. Seriously, women with big boobs, guys with big lips. I'm going, okay, okay, okay. Anything here about the airline itself making any money? Finding the fairway, United partners with the PGA Tour to provide travel grants to historically black college university golf programs. I said, geez, what's this? And I'm not even against it. I'm just saying, you know, isn't this an airline industry? Isn't this a business? Isn't this a corporation? Golf coaches at historically black colleges and universities cite lack of access to air travel among the greatest barriers to developing successful golf programs. In response, as part of a new program with the PGA Tour, United will provide 51 golf teams at historically-backed colleges with $10,000 in travel credits, which is, which is a peanuts, to fund travel for tournaments and recruiting efforts. And with the grants, more than 250 student-athletes, coaches, and their equipment will be able to fly United to compete in high-profile tournaments that were previously out of reach. $10,000 per school. If they're out of reach, they're still out of reach. Let me tell you. But that said, all you get is all this social engineering, social wokeness. Perhaps many of you support a lot of it. That's not my point. United typically wants subsidies as they did when we had the virus, as the business went south, as people weren't traveling. We have a real problem with these corporations, whether it's Disney, whether it's United, whether it's Nike, whether it's all of them. United, as far as I know, does business in all kinds of horrific regimes. I assume China. I assume China. No? Does business in all kinds of horrific regimes, but the CEO wants you to know he's a greenie, they're for sustainability. He's running an airline. He should be defending, defending fossil fuels, clean natural gas, 
as as the price for a ticket keeps going higher and higher and higher while this guy's spewing sustainability. If he wants to run for office as a crackpot Democrat, that's fine. Go ahead, run. Run your hearts. Uh, Have a blast. But to open up this thing and to read this? And then I read something today that Warm the cockles of my heart, Mr. Producer, and I don't even know what cockles are. From the Daily Mail. Former McDonald's chief executive officer who invented the McNuggets sets up a new group to fight back against woke corporations and buys enough Bank of American shares to formally propose that firm scrap staff critical race theory training. I want to salute these millionaires and billionaires who are really taking steps at Renzi who served as the CEO of McDonald's in the 1990s when they were actually making money is partnering with conservative groups to fight back against woke corporations he formed the boardroom initiative a partnership between the job creators network the free enterprise group and second vote the goal of the group is to protect shareholders and employees of publicly traded companies from woke policies and ensure corporate accountability It comes as left-wing groups continue to buy up stocks and businesses until they raise enough clout to lobby the board to adopt leftist policies. Companies are also being forced to the left so they could receive a high ESG score, which would make them more profitable. ESG score. This is a score now that the SEC and and other so-called government rating organizations are giving to corporations. What does it mean? The extent to which they're embracing the American Marxist movement. That's now part of the score. The group has already bought out nearly 2,000 shares of Bank of America, which has come under fire for teaching critical race theory. I want to salute Ed Renzi. Now that I mention his name, he'll be all over uh, various programs with my colleagues, and that's a good thing. But this is a guy who's taking a stand. Of course, he'll be attacked as a white supremacist racist, no question about it. But who cares? Isn't everybody? I even saw this. This jerk on Fox earlier, I saw a clip about an hour ago. Self-appointed head of BLM in New York. And he talks about the black mayor there because the black mayor has taken on BLM and the progressives, a.k.a. Marxists, as a white man in blackface. And if you read American Marxism, that's the heart and soul of critical race theory. No engagement, no debate. No circumspection, nothing. If you don't agree with them, you're white, even if you're black. That's the bottom line. And, of course, being white is being the devil. But this is United Airlines. This is Disney. This is Nike. This is Apple. No problem doing business in a regime like China. You know, these companies mostly, in my view... Not all, but most of them, as I mentioned yesterday to the Hillsdale uh, Hillsdale Group, and I've mentioned to you. For the most part, these companies are unpatriotic, and in many respects, un-American. There's not a single article in this edition of the United Airlines magazine promoting American patriotism. The United States military... Law enforcement. Not one. None. 
I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Folks, I have great news for you today. Hillsdale College, the college that's reaching and teaching Americans about the Constitution, is giving away free copies of this vital document, but only while supplies last. So claim your free pocket-sized Constitution right now at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for citizens to read and understand them. My favorite school in America, Hillsdale College, is doing something. They want to give away one million copies of our founding documents this year. To claim yours, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. Tell them where you'd like your pocket constitution mailed, and they'll send yours free. I want all my listeners to have one of Hillsdale's pocket constitutions. They're essential. Hurry, they've only produced a limited number. Reserve your copy at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Our commitment is we're not going to use traditional carbon offsets to get there. And the reason we're not is because, as you said, they really are a big league. Um, There's not enough space on the planet to plant nearly enough trees uh, to ever get the planet to zero. And when every company, you know, to me, actually, the math is they are less than one percent of the solution. But when ninety nine percent of the corporations around the world are relying on a solution that is less than one percent of the answer uh, to get there, we won't even come close to getting there. We've got to stop using traditional carbon offsets. And so our commitment at 100% green is we won't use traditional carbon offsets. We will get to 100% green, uh, but we won't use those offsets to get there. This guy is a disaster for United Airlines, an utter and complete disaster. He's clearly in the wrong field, clearly in the wrong field. And then they have an entire operation set up for this. And I don't know, but how much you want to bet he's into the whole CRT critical race theory movement and transgender movement and all the rest. Like so many of these corporatists, they're pathetic. They inherit these institutions that they didn't build, that they didn't found. I see it in broadcasting. You can see it in airlines. You can see it with Disney. Then they devour these institutions. They populate it with like-minded crackpots. This is an industry that should be demanding more drilling, more competition. You can still do it and have a very, very clean environment at the same time. This is a man that doesn't even embrace his own business, his industry, or the capitalist system. You'd be nuts to keep your money in United Airlines. Folks, I have great news for you today. Hillsdale College, the college that's reaching and teaching Americans about the Constitution, is giving away free copies of this vital document, but only while supplies last. So claim your free pocket-sized Constitution right now at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for citizens to read and understand them. My favorite school in America, Hillsdale College, is doing something. They want to give away one million copies of our founding documents this year. To claim yours, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. Tell them where you'd like your pocket constitution mailed, and they'll send yours free. 
I want all my listeners to have one of Hillsdale's pocket constitutions. They're essential. Hurry, they've only produced a limited number. Reserve your copy at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Mark Levin, radio's hell-raising intellectual. Call now, 877-381-3811. Well, we have a United Pilot uh, on the air. We're not going to mention his location, and we'll call him Roger. Roger that. Sir, how are you? I am well. How are you, Mark? Thanks for I'm taking very, my very call. well. Uh, you know, I actually like United Airlines, but uh, it's the executives that destroy it. It's like the politicians that destroy our country, or the teachers' unions that destroy the teaching profession, and on and on and on. How long have you been flying with United? Uh, we'll just put it broadly over 30 years. All right. That's a good point. Over 30 years. Have you seen a huge change in like the last five years in particular? Uh, I've seen a huge change since Scott has come over. Yes. But particularly in the corporation itself in the last two years, dramatic. And you hit it right on the head, uh, reading the statement about the wokeness company and transgender and all these different issues going on. Uh, the company only lost about $1.4 billion last quarter. Not once did they mention that. They t- like you say, they're talking about fuel and how the, all these different things have nothing to do with the business plan of running the business. I'm not a business guy, but I can just tell you, when I heard you on the radio and mentioned it, I'm like, I've got to call in. And I just, how do you fight back on something like that? And there's a lot of employees who feel the same way I do. It's, well, there's just, a lot of patriotic employees on those airlines. I can tell you that because I talk to them. And so, you know how you fight back? The unions need to reorient themselves and refocus. They need to take on the CEOs who are corporatists. They're not focused on what it is they're supposed to do. You need a healthy United Airlines in order to have a healthy workforce, I'm talking about financially, in order to attract shareholders so they get a return on their investment because they can invest in anything they want in order to make sure the air the airlines are safe and clean. He doesn't, you know, transgenderism, critical race theory. Um, we're going to be 100% carbon free by 2050. No, you're not. You got to be a moron to believe that. Yeah. That's number one. Number two. Isn't the problem now the price of fuel, sir? The price of fuel? Wasn't it a good thing when we were energy independent? You go ahead. You called in. Well, that's no problem. But it's funny how they don't even talk about the price of fuel being 164 a gallon or whatever it is now. They made a big deal 30 years ago when it was, you know, back at like 46 and it went to 48. It's like, oh, my goodness, we can't afford $2 a barrel more. for How are we going to make this work? And here it is four times that. They didn't even mention it in any of the meetings. It's just, you know, worrying about, hey, the next, just kick the ball. It's a, such a typical uh, union situation where they're just as woke as a company. You know what I mean? And that's the problem as far as United. The problem is a lot of unions don't represent their members anymore. It's absolutely true. And people are fed up with it, particularly in the private sector. They just don't represent their members anymore. These these airlines, the airline industry ought to be working with the oil companies to try and figure out a way to open the spigot. They get the prices down. You know, you're required to maintain certain environmental standards that they're already imposed, certain caps and so forth. 
uh, to attract um, uh, a strong workforce, uh, to have a healthy company financially, uh, to attract more and more investors. I mean, a lot of people don't realize, you know, uh, employees are part owners of these companies. They have shares, too. But they're not working for the shareholders. This guy, the whole damn magazine, uh, Captain, I'll call you Captain. The whole damn magazine I uh, was all this liberal crap. And there he is sitting there in the forest looking at the sky. So who the hell is this? It's the CEO of United. Right. Right. United. And right there. Uh, uh, one of the company that uh, is all woke about how they want to make all these changes um, and help out these tr- transgender. They got a whole department for it now, giving themselves awards year after year. Look, we're the wokest company in the world. It's just a joke. And, and, you know, they don't focus on what they really need to do. And, and that's, it's just like Congress. You get these same guys in there. It's Deadwood. You get the same union people in there. They all elect each other, and it's the same deal. That's, that's the problem. Um, I can only speak for United. Um, I don't know if it's like an American or Delta or, or some of the other major airlines, but it seems to me that that's, that's the problem. Well, your CEO the- looks like the worst of the worst. I'm just telling you now. I fly American. I don't open it. I look at their magazine, you know, I'm looking for stuff, and I didn't read this. I'm sure they'll be next, and JetBlue and all the rest, but this guy's way out front. He's only been there two years or so, right? That's right. But I write them. They'll write back, and it'd be really interesting seeing how they write you back. Because you're in a and while I'm sitting here, I just got an email asking me how was my experience, which is fine, but that's not the problem, my experience. Experience was great on the plane because the CEO wasn't there, to be perfectly honest with you. All right, Captain. Thank you very, very much for your call. By, by the way, a lot of the pilots are former military, right? They are. And so they got to sit there and listen to this crap, too, and watch this crap, too. Anyway, all right, you take care of yourself. Thank you. Sad. But I'm not done. There I am in Colorado. They got this crackpot governor, Polis, who was a crackpot congressman. This guy became extraordinarily wealthy uh, when he started a flower company, as I recall, Mr. Producer, which actually may have advertised here, but I forget the name of it. So what does he do? Does he mind his own business? No, he jumps into Florida, gets into DeSantis' face, because I guess he wants to run for president one day. Uh, You're a loser. You won't win. And in any any event, he says, you know, Disney, if you want to come to Colorado, come to Colorado. Now think about that. Why is Colorado going to create a special district for Disney World 2? Will they run their own government? No. He says, here's DeSantis. He's like, he's like a dictator. He's like a fascist telling a private company what to do. Excuse me, dummy. Disney gets special privileges that no other corporation gets in the state of Florida that I'm aware of. They run their own country, a country within a state. When it comes to taxes and regulations and the environment, the whole thing, they run the whole thing. To attract them to invest in Florida. They come to Florida. Now they're trying to tell the state legislature how the parents of Florida can raise their children. They throw in with the most 
radical teacher union elements. They throw them with the most radical uh, individuals when it comes to sexual uh, promoting sexuality. And Florida says, wait a second, we subsidizing you. You're trying to interfere with what we're trying to do. You know what? We're done subsidizing you. Oh. Here's another company. Another company, corporatists. They don't mind doing business with the genocidal regime and communist China. Why? Because this country has become, excuse me, country within a state, this company, this company has become unpatriotic and un-American. Yes, the Democrat politicians support it because they're advancing their crackpot radical agenda. We have this piece by David Ng over here in Breitbart. Disney is the worst performing Dow Jones stock of the past year, plummeting more than 30%. You know, in the last chapter of my book, American Marxism, one of the things I encourage you to do, if you own Disney stock, if you own United stock, if you own stock in, in Apple, any of these companies, and you can show up at their shareholder meetings in Moss, 50 of you, 100 of you, 150 of you, because you own shares through a mutual fund or your IRA or your 401k, whatever it is. Go! Don't just let the left talk and be heard. Confront them. The job of Disney, like any company, is what? Again, to represent their shareholders. To perform in a way that is profitable and supports their employees. And what else in the case of Disney? They have a brand worth a trillion dollars that was built up not by this generation of Disney executives, not by Iger and this uh, this jerk, this stooge, what's his name? No. It was built up by the generations of executives before them. Bob Chapek. The Bobster. I don't know if Bob Chapek has children or grandchildren. I don't know if Iger has children or grandchildren. But they clearly support the idea that they should be taught about sex, gender, what you do with your genitalia, whether you identify with your genitalia at the age of five. And... Their children and grandchildren should be exposed to this without the knowledge or input of their parents. That's your new Disney World and Disneyland. I think they should change it, Mr. Producer, to pervert world and pervert land. Because you don't have to be straight or gay or anything in between or around to accept the position that little babies shouldn't be exposed to this stuff. In the old days, they would take those kids from their parents because it's child abuse. Today, it's a civil right. Well, bullcrap. So Disney, which is also not focused on its business, either its brand substantively or its shareholders and the vast majority of its employees, the worst performing Dow Jones stock of the past year, plummeting more than 30%, writes Breitbart. Gee, I didn't see that on any business show, did you? They're down 31.5%. Hello, 31.5%. Now what's going to happen? 
Well, they'll trash DeSantis. They'll trash the Republican legislature, just like they trashed the judge in Tampa because she wisely said, that's enough of the masks. You don't have the authority. And, of course, the Department of Injustice, under Meritless Garland, jumps into action because the CDC said, we don't want to lose our power. We like watching people walk around in masks. Now, I will give them this with a footnote. I think we can all agree that the left is by far uglier than people on the conservative side. Wouldn't you agree, Mr. Producer? This is a statistical fact. Every Pulitzer Prize winning surveyist has drawn the same conclusion. People on the left are much, much uglier than people on any other part of the political spectrum. So just because they want to wear masks, and rightly so, doesn't mean the rest of us should. So my contention here is, the dead-enders who want to wear masks no matter what, let's say they have immunity issues, that's different. You're elderly, you're, that's di- I'm talking about, you know, the vast majority. Then you know they're not only leftists, but they're ugly. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Folks, I have great news for you today. Hillsdale College, the college that's reaching and teaching Americans about the Constitution, is giving away free copies of this vital document, but only while supplies last. So claim your free pocket-sized Constitution right now at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for citizens to read and understand them. My favorite school in America, Hillsdale College, is doing something. They want to give away one million copies of our founding documents this year. To claim yours, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. Tell them where you'd like your pocket constitution mailed, and they'll send yours free. I want all my listeners to have one of Hillsdale's pocket constitutions. They're essential. Hurry, they've only produced a limited number. Reserve your copy at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. We have a guest in our third hour, Lee Zeldin, who have endorsed for governor of New York. A real chance of winning the governorship with Lee Zeldin this time around. And one of the things I want to ask him is how effective the New York Republican Party has been in fundraising and organizing and exploiting the weaknesses of the Democrat Party and so forth. I'm curious about that and, of course, his own campaign. And as you know, this has a big impact on the country. Mark, it's the governorship. It's the governorship of one of the biggest states in America, of one of the biggest financial centers in the world. Like it or not, that's the way it works. Plus, we have a lot of brothers and sisters in New York, in the police departments, in the fire departments, in the emergency personnel departments. Massive followers on radio, but also on podcasting and also on Fox out of the great state of New York, the great city of New York City. I want to show you what's going on. We talked about these different corporations, but they work hand in hand. The corporatists are basically 
individuals who reject capitalism and they want to put their competition out of business. And they want to push the the radical left agenda. But Mark, aren't they capitalists, you know? Big corporations that are in bed with big government do very, very well. That's what history shows us. Whether it's fascism, even forms of communism. Look how well Apple does. They're in bed with the communist regime in China. Nike in bed with the communist regime in China. As well as LeBron James and others. Look at these these, uh, these, uh, these airlines. But I want you to hear this from the Daily Wire. Biden administration unleashes total transformation of government, quote unquote, with, quote, equity action plans. On April 14th, the Biden administration unleashed a total transformation of government, quote unquote, as described by the Department of Energy, arguably based on the principles of critical race theory. That is, America is a white supremacist society and there's not a damn thing you can do about it. And if you're black and you don't agree with this, you're a white supremacist too. You're just black in face only. I just heard this today from the BLM, the BLM, the, 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 the poisonous BLM self-appointed head out of New York. Toward that end, more than 90 federal agencies announced, quote, equity action plans, unquote, to supposedly address inequality in American society. Critics say that the plans will create a coercive bureaucracy intent on punishing certain Americans based on racial Marxism and other progressive ideas that champion victimhood. The White House recently noted that on his first day in office, Biden signed Executive Order 13985, advancing, quote, racial equity and support for unserved communities through the federal government which directed the whole of government to advance an ambitious equity and racial justice agenda, focusing on creating prosperity, dignity, and equality for underserved communities. Uh, No, their focus is to promote racism. You have a combination of very, very wealthy white liberals, like the Bidens and others, and activists. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Hello, all Americans from sea to shining sea. All conservatives from one end of the world to the other. This is where we gather. This is our town hall meeting. Perhaps you've heard of Nicole Wallace on MSLSD. She used to be a Republican consultant. She's dumb as a doorknob. Matthew Dowd used to be a Republican advisor to the Bush family. 
he's dumb as a as a hammer. They're both on MSLSD, of course, spewing their stupidity, no doubt for millions of dollars. Nicole Wallace is all for teaching your children sexuality in kindergarten, first grade, second grade, and third grade. I don't know if she has children, but maybe the health authorities ought to knock on her door and check in just to say hi. Hmm? Same with Matthew Dowd. Who I understand is unendowed, Mr. Producer, but that's a whole nother story. We call that a play on words, but nonetheless, it doesn't matter. Nicole Wallace is on MSNBC today. Folks, I want to remind you that Comcast owns MSNBC. Those of you who have Comcast in your homes, do the very best you can to get rid of it. Look for alternatives. I wouldn't say Netflix now because they're dying on the vine as they should. And let me take this occasion to say that Elon Musk is one of a handful of billionaires who's actually a great patriot. Who actually puts his money where his mouth is. He doesn't have a big mouth, this guy. He's not out there bullying people, pushing them around. Pretending he's somebody who he isn't. Conducting himself like some kind of a mobster. No. I don't know Elon Musk. I've never talked to him in my life. He's the richest man on the face of the earth. And he's an entrepreneur. And he's serious about dealing with Twitter. And we should get behind him regardless of his politics. We should get behind him. Because he believes in free speech. Obviously, the First Amendment doesn't apply because Twitter's not the government. But here's another company that gets special privileges from the government in 1994. Just like Disney got special privileges in 1967. Hey, well, things change. If you're going to become a little fascistic fairy tale land in the middle of Florida, well, maybe those special privileges should be pulled. And the people of Colorado need to know that their governor is all excited about trying to get this Disney that opposes protecting your babies from sexuality into the state of Colorado. Probably wants to put them right there near NORAD. Right? Or the Air Force Academy if he has his way. Elon Musk is the greatest entrepreneur of our time. Regardless of anything else. He's the greatest entrepreneur of our time. You know, you have really wonderful businessmen and businesswomen who do wonderful things and make an enormous amount of money. But to change an industry, to change a society, that's why Rockefeller was so different and Carnegie was so different. J.P. Morgan financially was so different. You have a lot of multimillionaires and billionaires who stand on the shoulders of people who were geniuses and will be remembered for all time. But the people who stand on their shoulders will not be because they're not geniuses who will be remembered for all time. 
They're smart in what they're doing. They're enriching themselves. But they're not having a major impact on the nation. Elon Musk is. He's prepared to risk his tens of billions to take over a company, privatize it, and promote free speech. And you can see all the evil that that engenders, mostly from the Marxist left, almost exclusively. You have a governor and Governor DeSantis who's truly a great statesman. You have a governor and Governor Yunkin. Yunkin, who's been in office, what? Three months? Who's demonstrated himself to be really a fantastic governor early on. And I hope it continues. They're willing to stand up like economic entrepreneurs. They're mostly governing entrepreneurs, if you will. Nicole Wallace is a warmed-over, throwaway, Republican consultant who failed. She sabotaged Sarah Palin as she worked for John McCain. So, of course, she can go on MSNBC with Al Sharpton, Joe Scarborough. That is a conga line of freaks, frauds, and phonies who have failed through their lives after one career and another. Joy Reid, for God's sakes, is on that network. Does it get any lower than her? But here she is today. Listen to this, or yesterday. Cut nine, go. And I worry that in covering Glenn Youngkin and his politics of parental choice, all the focus was on how well it worked. And even in our conversations about DeSantis, it's about how well they're serving him. The, the, the truth is, dehumanization as a tactic for politics is from war. Dehumanization as a tactic from politics is from war. No, it's not. It's from evil. Evil sometimes does manifest itself, certainly in the form of war. But critical race theory is about dehumanizing the individual. Pure and simple. MSNBC is about dehumanizing the individual. The centralization of government is about dehumanizing the individual. American Marxism is about dehumanizing the individual. Nicole Wallace is about dehumanizing the individual. She always speaks in very broad terms and paints with a broad brush. And she's also a certifiable moron. Go ahead. Humanization is a it's a it's a tactic. It's being used right now. The Russians get their soldiers to rape children by dehumanizing them. Dehumanization as a practice is a tactic of war. It's being deployed in our politics. Okay. 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 Dehumanization. Which is what the left practices, which is what Nicole Wallace practices when she talks about the Trump supporters. When this very wealthy white birthing person throws in with the CRT crowd, it's dehumanization. She doesn't even realize how stupid she is, how moronic she is. But she's all these things, and I'm here to try and explain it.
But she compares DeSantis and Yunkin, their education bills, to Russians who are raping kids. Hat tip, Daily Caller, by the way. That's how sick she is. So here you have governors who want to protect kids and allow parents to have a say in how their kids are raised in the pubic school system. And Nicole Wallace has a problem with that. Because she's unhinged, mentally unhinged. And speaking of which, we have Joy Reid. I could have sworn I read that she'd be gone by now, Mr. Producer, from MSNBC. This clown has no ratings. No ratings. This clown has a long history of certifiable bigotry, which continues to this day. She's moved from homophobia and attacking Jews to just attacking all white people. And that's okay. That's okay with the biggest cable company in the United States. That's okay with NBC. That's okay with MSNBC. That's okay with Chuck Todd and Joe Scarborough, Rachel Maddow. Good God. No wonder they they have no numbers. And here she is. A birthing person, Joy Reid who once trashed homosexuals left and right on the internet 10, 12 years ago. She was older to know better. Trashed them viciously for no reason. In fact, accused people of being gay. Oh, that guy, he must be gay. You know, that guy over there. And then when she was caught, she said, there wasn't her. Somebody obviously busted into her account and put those things because Joy Reid would never speak like that. And there she is on MSNBC. Next thing you know, she'll be the the CFO at United Airlines. Or maybe she'll be in charge of the 1619 project for the New York Times. Cut 11, go. I mean, we've now had a Disney Air come forward, um, stand up and, and, you know, say that, you know, they regretted a not Disney standing Disney Air, wow, that's very important. What did she have to do with Disney? Nothing. Nothing. She's at Disney Air, and that's very, very important because she holds on to that Disney name. She's at Disney Air. And so what she says is important. I don't know, folks, do we go to Rockefeller Airs to get their opinions on, uh, on these various formerly standard oil companies? No, I don't think we do. Do we go to the... Heirs to the Ford Motor Fortune, Motor Company? No, I really don't think we do. We don't? No. So we don't go to formerly trust fund babies to ask them their opinion on what happened three generations ago? No. But this heir, she's a historic person. She's historical. Why? Because she is. She's not controversial. That's conservative. She's historical. She has worked her way to the top of the chain of Disney mouthpiece. Through birth, of course. Go ahead. 
the, the bill before. But people are afraid, Chevron. I mean, what, what the right is trying to do is to take the most absurd possible claims and claims that really come from QAnon. Honestly, they've they've adopted this the woman Q- is such a nut job. I have no idea who she's talking about on the right. Of course, she's an expert on the right, the way she used to be an expert on homosexuality. She's an expert on white people. She's an expert on all kinds of things. She needs a more than a psychiatrist. She needs a neurologist to really tap into that sponge between her ears and figure out what the hell's going on. She is one hateful person. QAnon. So I want all you parents out there to understand. All you grandparents out there to understand, whether you're Republicans, Democrats, or not affiliated with any party, whatever your background, whatever your race, I want you to understand that Joy Reid believes that if you want to stand up for your three-year-old, your four-year-old, or your five-year-old, and you want to tell them to stop exposing them to genitalia, to stop asking them what sexual preference they have, to stop talking to them this way, these little babies, that there's obviously something wrong with you. You must be getting your talking points from QAnon. Now, I have to say, I don't even know what QAnon is. The foggiest idea. And most Americans don't. Just like they don't know who Joy Reid is. LGBTQ. If you want to be LGBTQ or something else, I don't care. If you want to indoctrinate my grandchildren, now you've crossed a red line. Got it? I don't give a damn what Joy Reid says. She already hates my family, despises my family because it's white. She is a hemorrhoid on the body politic. That's what she is. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. I've been telling you folks for a long time, if you're still with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're simply paying too much for wireless because Pure Talk gives you the same exact great 5G coverage for a fraction of the cost. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what Christopher from Grand Forks, North Dakota has to say. Said, I used to be a Verizon customer before switching to Pure Talk, and I absolutely love it. Pure Talk has the same great service that Verizon does, and a little over half of the cost. And I got to keep my phone. Thank you for being such a great company. Folks, you should join me and make the switch. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, find the plan that's right for you. Then this month, enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Florida House of Representatives. Mickey and many have joined us in the chamber today. That said, this is the bill that we discussed yesterday. Let's stop a moment, Mr. Producer. Now, let me say this. 
with a bunch of people being prosecuted in Washington, D.C., who didn't commit a violent act, but they're being charged with obstructing official acts of Congress. My God. Here we have liberals, quote-unquote, screaming in the House of Representatives in Florida because they're about to pass the parental rights law, or better yet, the anti-perversion, keep-your-hands-off-my-kids law, is what I would call it. And they're trying to interfere with the vote. So I want to draw the attention to this, to the federal authorities in Washington, D.C., the federal authorities uh, in Tallahassee, the U.S. Attorney's Office. Sounds like we have a large group of parading and trespassing and yelling individuals who are trying to interfere with the official duties of the Florida House of Representatives. And I want us to mark this day on our calendar, Mr. Producer. What is today, anyway? April 21st. A day that shall live in infamy. In fact, our calendars are filled with days when the left have interfered with official proceedings, parading, trespassing, you know, blowing things up. Yes. Maybe I'll put out a calendar like that. You never know. National Math, uh, Math Council calls on schools to focus on social justice in their mathematics lessons to combat privilege and oppression, writes Carlos Garcia at Blaze Media. National Council of Supervisors of Mathematics called on public schools to change their curriculum in order to advance social justice causes like combating privilege and oppression in mathematics. You know, you have to confess that the multiple and division tables are definitely inherently racist. A social justice stance requires a systemic approach that includes fair and equitable teaching practices, high expectations for all students, access to rich, rigorous, relevant mathematics. Oh, I got more. I'll be right back. I've been telling you folks for a long time, if you're still with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're simply paying too much for wireless because Pure Talk gives you the same exact great 5G coverage for a fraction of the cost. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what Christopher from Grand Forks, North Dakota has to say. Said, I used to be a Verizon customer before switching to Pure Talk, and I absolutely love it. Pure Talk has the same great service that Verizon does and a little over half of the cost. And I got to keep my phone. Thank you for being such a great company. Folks, you should join me and make the switch. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. So do this. Go to puretalk.com. Find the plan that's right for you. Then this month, enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. The Mark Levin Show, the pool feed for the conservative media. Dive in now, 877-381-3811. Trust me, I haven't forgotten about Ukraine in the least. So we will eventually circle back to that. There's no question about it. But before we do, mathematics needs to be imbued 
with racism. They call it equity. Racism. It's no longer by the numbers. It's by the race. This is infesting our entire society, this racist ideology. From mandates by Biden, from a Supreme Court justice soon-to-be who will not define what a woman is, she even denies half of why she's a historic person. The first African-American woman who can't define what woman means. Wait a minute. Then I guess she's not the first African-American woman. She's the first African-American blank. Fill in the blank. We have Mother's Day coming up. How's that possible? We don't believe in gender identity of this sort, do we? Mother's Day. Mother's Day. How bigoted. Do you not embrace the LGBTQI plus community? Mother's Day. Something profoundly bigoted about that. Celebrating the women in your life. We can't even define the women in our life. And then if you go out to a wonderful breakfast or brunch or lunch or dinner... You don't even know what bathroom to go to. Well, I don't know. What's a woman after all? But what's between my ears? So Mother's Day is really Father's Day. Father's Day is really Mother's Day. And Father's and Mother's Day are really transition day. If you can have a Mother's Day and a Father's Day, why can't you have a transition day, Mr. Producer? Uh Uh-oh, did I just plant a seed in their little heads? I think I may have. So mathematics now, ladies and gentlemen, is a matter of race. Needs to be taught with race in mind. There needs to be absolute equity. Nobody knows what the hell that means. They're just destroying another, another field of knowledge to impose their ideology. It's sickening. I want to explain to you what's taking place here with the January 6th committee. We've talked about this. Now, Pelosi has unleashed another front with your tax dollars in the House of Representatives while she has a three or four vote majority. She feels certain she's going to lose it. House Democrats looking into disinformation election impact in Republican led states. Why is the House involved in looking into Republican led states at all? So you have the Democrat Party in Congress using the instrumentalities of Congress, tax resources, the institution of the committee hearing process, subpoenas to look into why Republican legislatures are misinforming the American people about elections. Should not the Democrat National Committee be charged for this? And look how coordinated this is. House Oversight and Reform Committee Chair Carolyn Maloney, by the way, Did she get hit by a bus or what, Mr. Producer? And House Administration Committee Chair Zoe Lofgren, definitely a bus. Pen letters to election officials in Arizona, Florida, Ohio, Texas today. Writing that the respective committees are looking into partisan actors, weaponizing a misinformation and disinformation to subvert free and fair elections. Now the frauds, phonies, and freaks 
who lied about 2016 and were involved in 2020, they're going to look into this. You see, they're going to have the January 6th committee. They're going to have these frauds, freaks, and phonies. The committee are seeking to understand the scope and scale of election misinformation in your state. These are all battleground states. The impact that this flood of false information has had. Kevin McCarthy, I hope you're paying attention to this. Because this is how the game is played now. You need to turn the House of Representatives into your own plaything and go after these bastards. We want to see Nancy Pelosi's text messages on January 6th, before January 6th, and after January 6th. And every member of this committee, we want to see their emails. We want to see their text messages. All their private communications. To expose what the hell they're doing. So what are they doing here, folks? David Catrone. I've been holding on to this piece. David Catrone. At the American Spectator, one of the great publications over the decades for conservatives, real conservatives, not nationalists and populists and conservatives, constitutional conservatives. Will the Democrats accept the midterm results? See, this is a setup. Laying the foundation, working with the Nicole Wallaces of the world and the other bottom feeders. And he wrote this several weeks ago. In just over seven months, the Democrats will face their constituents in the midterm elections, and the voters are in a surly mood. Most polls suggest this dissatisfaction is about the state of the economy combined with a sense that under President Biden and Democrats, the country's careening from crisis to crisis. And then he points out the latest polls several weeks ago. It's only gotten worse since. These numbers portend a major midterm loss for the Democrats when combined with the generic congressional ballot, which, according to the real clear politics average, it's a disaster for the Democrats. Historically low, except for 1934 and 2002. It's never been lower. So the Democrats, he writes, shouldn't be surprised to find themselves on the verge of losing their tiny congressional majorities. Yet House Speaker Nancy Pelosi made a disturbing claim during a recent interview with Time Magazine's Molly Ball, who's that? The hell knows, who posed the following question. We've got a midterm election this year. Most people are saying it doesn't look very good for your party. How do you see the midterms going? What do you see as the potential consequences if the Democrats lose Congress? Pelosi's answer won't reassure voters who think she will stop at nothing to stay in power. Here's what she said. I don't have any intention of the Democrats losing. It's absolutely essential for our democracy that we win. I fear for our democracy. If the Republicans were ever to get the gavel, we can't let that happen. Democracy is on the ballot in November. She's not going to accept the results of the election. That's why they're trying to create these predicates for their position. And she's unleashed two of the biggest slobs in the House of Representatives. Excuse me. Members of the House of Representatives. To investigate these battleground states and the disinformation and misinformation they're providing the citizenry and the voters there. And these are all Republican states where the Republicans are said to have a landslide coming. I sure hope so. So she's laying the foundation that it's an illegitimate election. 
Do you get the point? Because whenever the Republicans lose, it's illegitimate. Whenever there's a Republican president, he's not too smart. Whenever the Democrats win, it's always legitimate and fraud-free. And no matter how low their IQ is, they're the smartest president in our generation. By the way, I was watching Obama give one of his Castro-like speeches where he's concerned about misinformation and disinformation. He would know. He's an expert on the subject, of course. And I, and I turn the volume off. And I notice his affectations, how he pauses, how he uses his hands, his facial movements. They're all Bill Clinton. I honestly believe that Barack Milhouse Benito Obama spent much of his time before he was elected president studying Bill Clinton's affectations and stealing them. And by the way, as a substantive point, can anybody tell me the three, four, five great things Barack Obama did when he was president? Seriously, Rich, can you think of any? I can think of absolutely zero. None. But he did unleash racial hatred. He did give life to critical race theory. And much of what we're confronting today is due to him. Because he chose a different path than a uniter and a great leader. Stark figure, mind you. Of course. As all Democrats are one way or another. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I've been telling you folks for a long time, if you're still with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're simply paying too much for wireless because Pure Talk gives you the same exact great 5G coverage for a fraction of the cost. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what Christopher from Grand Forks, North Dakota has to say. Said, I used to be a Verizon customer before switching to Pure Talk, and I absolutely love it. Pure Talk has the same great service that Verizon does and a little over half of the cost. And I got to keep my phone. Thank you for being such a great company. Folks, you should join me and make the switch. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, find the plan that's right for you. Then this month, enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. The New York Times reports, as David Catrone points out, the members of the House Committee investigating the January 6th so-called insurrection are growing increasingly frustrated what they see as the Justice Department's dilatory response to their criminal referrals. The panel is working with a sense of urgency to build its case ahead of this year's midterm elections, writes the Times. Attorney General Meritless Garland is facing a lot of pressure from House Democrats and the Biden administration to act. Garland's reticence, however, may be about his concern that the committee is a partisan cudgel rather than a legitimate investigative body. Well, I don't think he's going to worry that much about it in the end. Remember what I explained to you. This is very, very important. The unconstitutional conduct of the members of this January 6th committee and their staff must be known and never forgotten. 
and I will continue to expose it. You have protections in the United States Constitution. If you are the, the subject, or even a witness, potential subject in a criminal federal investigation. They were put there broadly by the framers of the Constitution and later the adaption of the Bill of Rights. And so when you know you're in the midst of a criminal investigation, you have an attorney, you have a right to an attorney, you have a right to certain processes, including due process, a whole bunch of things are triggered. Because the system is supposedly built to protect the individual and to put the burden on the government. What this committee is knowingly doing, listen to me, this is important, because people come and go from the show. This is very, very important, as they are running a parallel criminal investigation. They've all but said so. You just heard what the New York Times has written. They're making criminal referrals. This has nothing to do with legislative oversight. Nothing to do with legislative oversight. We know this for many reasons, because they're not looking into what happened on January 6th with the breakdown of security at the Capitol building, the failure to accept the president's offer of ten to 20,000 National Guardsmen, the failure to get the information that went from Norfolk and the NYPD to the desk of the FBI director, to the leaders of Congress about potential violence. We know nothing about what McConnell knew or did, if anything. We know nothing about what Nancy Pelosi failed to do. This would be the subject of congressional oversight in terms of individuals and whether they broke the law and so forth. That would be the responsibility under the criminal statutes, not under legislative activity. We have what's called separation of powers. These are politicians who are on this committee. Now, they're subpoenaing people. They're demanding testimony from people. There is no fairness, due process, justice here whatsoever. There's a different set of rules. And what Dizzy Lizzie Cheney and what Benny Hill Thompson and what Nancy Pelosi and the whole gaggle of these Stalinists are doing is they are sidestepping even worse. They are undermining these criminal legal processes which have a constitutional backing by conducting these investigations as if they are congressional hearings. But they are gathering evidence for the United States Department of Justice. Hear me out. In an unconstitutional matter for the purpose of indicting people. Charging people. And they've all but said so when Dizzy Lizzie's out there. She says what her intention is. To have Trump and Trump's people indicted. Adam Headcase Kingsinger has said essentially the same thing. The Democrats have said the same thing. Schiff. Benny Hill Thompson. Rabid Raskin. All of them. This is unconstituted. This is disgusting. Okay, there's a lot of uh, ratings bait out there with Mike Tyson beating up this guy on the airline. I don't seek to be a contrarian or provocative. 
And I was thinking Mike Tyson was out of line. Then I thought he was not out of line. This guy wouldn't leave him alone. He even took a selfie with him. He was apparently drunk. I don't know whether he was drunk, but he was, he was, he was provoking him, provoking him, provoking him. And finally it worked. He whacked him. Are you an individual or business owner facing the heavy burden of back taxes, levies, or wage garnishments? Life's challenges, especially those brought on by the economic impact of COVID-19 and inflation, can take a toll on your financial well-being. Now, the IRS has eliminated over a billion dollars in tax penalties and interest for back taxes. America First Tax Group is here to help you claim your share of these billions in tax relief before the IRS can claim the government share and clamp down. Call them now, 800-806-1299. The IRS has people working to collect your money, but it's time to turn the tables, folks. America First Tax Group is a full-service tax boutique that puts clients first. They understand the stress of dealing with tax problems, and they will be your guide through the process. Don't wait. Time is of the essence. Call America First Tax Group. Here's the number, 800-806-1299. 800-806-1299 or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Levin. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here, our number 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Piers Morgan. I never liked this guy. It's always struck me as a strange dude. And uh, he has been purportedly a friend of President Trump's for 15 years. He's enjoyed the president's company and so forth. He has to interview the president for his... What, what is he on, Mr. I don't even know. What, what is, what's his show? What is this thing? An internet thing? Nobody knows. So he needs to spark his career. His career is dead on two continents. And, uh, you know, he's a fighter for truth, justice, and the, uh, the American and British way, apparently. And he's been wokeified, you know, he's been banned from this, that, and the other, so he must be a good guy. No, he must not be a good guy, not necessarily. So it turns out he does an interview of President Trump. President Trump puts aside some of his time. President Trump gets a lot of requests for interviews. I try not to bother President Trump, to be quite frank with you. Because I know everybody's pulling on his shirt tail. I don't want to be involved in doing that. Let the man live. But Pierce, Pierce wants to exploit the moment. Besides, he needs eyeballs. Watching whatever it is he's on. Sonogram, I don't know what it is. And so there I am in Colorado, where they have a completely disastrous governor. Polis, Polis, whatever. And uh, I'm reading something. Big controversy. President Trump got angry. He was being grilled by the fierce Pierce Morgan. Burping up with his accent and so forth. 
and um, about the election. Do you have proof? He was sort of doing the British imitation of Chris Wallace. More on him in a moment, too. It's amazing how the market works and brooms out the the dust. Anyway, uh, what happened? Well, apparently, Morgan and the Morganites with whom he surrounds himself have absolutely destroyed the editing process of that interview with President Trump. At least that's the allegation. Breitbart's got a great write-up on it. They, all of us do. Blaze Media does. Others do. Apparently, Pierce, if that is his name, if that were my name, I would change it. But nonetheless, that's his name. They edited to make it look like, at the end, it was extremely controversial. The president didn't want to talk to him anymore. He got up in a huff, told the cameras to shut off, and walked out. That's not what happened. Because President Trump was very sharp about this. They taped it, too. And they released that tape. And that shows how the interview editing process was manipulated to create controversy to try and help Piers Morgan. And by the way, is it Piers or Pierce? I, I don't even remember the guy's name. Piers, excuse me, you know, like a peer. And it's going to air on the Piers Morgan Uncensored program, available April 25. It'll air every weeknight on networks across the globe, including Fox Nation, Talk TV in the UK, and Sky News Australia. Well, my question is, are they going to have a little statement at the bottom that this has been falsely edited? Are they? Because apparently that's what happened. Hey, look. We can all be suckered from time to time. Obviously, these platforms, I think I'm on one of them, has been suckered. I I would, uh, rather than promote this kind of uh, miscreant behavior, I would make it clear that it won't be tolerated. Speaking of miscreants, there's Chris Wallace. Chris Wallace. Born of Mike Wallace. Uh, Chris Wallace has been affected by what we call the market system. You know, I go on Fox, or I go on radio, or I do a podcast, or I go to Blaze. I love all my platforms. You folks are so magnificent. You follow me. You'll follow me on the Fox. You'll follow me on the radio. You'll follow me here there. I am deeply blessed, as you know. We have a special relationship. No matter where I am or where I'm going to be, we will be together. No bureaucrat or anybody else is going to get between you and me. Not now, not ever. We know this. And the more communication outlets there are and platforms there are, the better. Competition is a good thing. Great thing, actually. But not for Chris Wallace. He has no followers. He has no audience. So the argument goes he was lured over to CNN 
given this fantastic hosting position and editing position and production position at CNN, CNN plus one, right, Mr. Producer? Just plus, excuse me. CNN plus, plus, plus what? What are they talking about? Nobody knew and nobody cared. It's a subscription-based programming. Apparently, you can't get enough of CNN, so you're willing to pay to get more of D. Lemon, of Wolf Blitz, of Fake Tapper, and the unsung, the unsung uh, professional journalist by the name of Chris Wallace. Chris Wallace has been running, in just my opinion, a journalistic scam for years. He pretends he's above it all. He hated conservatives on Fox, really did. Because you know, uh, you know, Brett, I'm a real, I'm a real journalist over here, Brett. I'm sorry, I don't have a job, but nonetheless, uh, that's something we require in the uh, media. Uh, Tom Brokejaw never had a job either, you know. And here we are, uh, talking the way we talk, uh, to indicate that uh, we are the real journalists. Now, I. I don't really like being at Fox, uh, being Chris Wallace and all, even though they fed my family for 19 years or whatever it was. I had nowhere else to go. And then Jeff Mothersucker offers me this fantastic uh, opportunity. They spin it. See, I'm guessing he was fired. I don't know. They couldn't get rid of him fast enough as far as I'm concerned. And uh, here I am over at the uh, at CNN. And I, I couldn't be more excited, he tells the New York Slimes. Here I am with CNN Plus, and, you know, I, I have it from uh, Mother Zucker himself. I'll, I'll be able to have maximum latitude. And, you know, over at Fox, they had guys like Hannity and Tucker and, you know, the other ones, you know. Here I am. I'm a real journalist, and it's it's great to be back with real journalists like D. Lemon and a conga line of... Frauds, freaks, and phony, I mean, uh, and my colleagues over at CNN. So he officially became a CNNer. He really was one anyway. Or even an MSB'er. And uh, now he's not sure what's going to happen. What's going to happen? Well, I'll tell you what happens. They always throw a lifeline to a loser like this. So he'll become the host of something. They'll call it something really interesting, you know. He'll become the host of something. Today's news with Chris Wallace. It's sort of like, uh, what happened to Shepard Smith? Where's Shepard? Shepard Smith is over at CNBC. Nobody knows. Where is Shepard? Shepard Smith. Oh, he's doing the news over there. So I have a suggestion. I think we should have Shepard Smith and Chris Wallace. You know, they had Huntley and Brinkley. They had Sacco and Vansetti. I think they could have these two guys sort of do a news show and just see how low the viewership could actually be. Two professionals, of course. What do you think, Mr. Producer? The Shepherd Chris Show. I think it would be fantastic. And maybe they can kind of sweep Wolf out of the way. Uh, he's clearly at retirement age and well beyond. Uh, wolf, 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 we have breaking news. What, 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 what? Breaking news. Oh, and I love Jake Tapper. Don't you, the way he asks the question. 
Rat bastard Trump and his supporters on January 6th. You know, do you agree with me? Do you agree with me? Now, of course, Jake worked for Marjorie Margolis Mezvinsky. Triple M. And also handgun controlling. But he's, he's objective. He can pull it off. Don't worry. Like Chris Cuomo of the Cuomo crime family. But he's objective. He can pull it off. Yeah, he can do it. Or Jeff Motherzucker. Hardcore left wing. No, no, no. He can do it. He can pull it off. He did it. You talk about carbon footprints. There's no need for CNN. CNN doesn't fill a void. CNN is a void. Somebody needs to fill the CNN void. Nobody needs MSNBC and washed up, burned out, repubic rhinos like Nicole Wallace or Matt, what the schmuck's name, I don't remember. Uh, nobody needs uh, racist, racists like uh, Joy Reid with a long history of bigotry toward gays and Jews and others, uh, where she's out there pretending she's defending the LGBTQIGYK community. Nobody needs Joy Reid. They don't fill a void. They are a void. They fill nothing. I'll be right back. Mud. Love in. Have you gotten your letter from the IRS yet? These last few years have not been easy on the American family. And with tax season finally arriving, there'll be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them. Well, America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-806-1299. Hello, 800-806-1299. And you'll be in touch with the America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS and help put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-806-1299. That's 800-806-1299 or americafirsttaxgroup.com slash Levin. Again, 800-806-1299 or americafirsttaxgroup.com. Dot com slash L-E-V-I-N. It's a pleasure to have my friend, hopefully the next governor of New York, Lee Zeldin, with us. How are you, sir? I'm great. It's great to be with you, Mark. Well, your race is very, very important. Even though it's for the governorship of New York, which is one state, it has an impact throughout the country, just like the election in Virginia with the Republican governor here had a huge impact throughout the country. And lift the spirits of conservatives all over the country. How do you see New York going right now? I mean, the Democrats have been a disaster. The lieutenant governor now has been charged with criminal uh, fraud. Uh, the governor is an incompetent um, who was installed as lieutenant governor because she wasn't a threat to Cuomo. Now she's a disaster as governor. You've got all kinds of crime problems, murder problems. You got an out-of-control state government, quite frankly. How, do, how does a Republican campaign on this? Well, people right now, regardless of what, where you are, what your party is, your ideology, New Yorkers are, don't feel safe on our streets. They feel like their money isn't going far enough here, so they're hitting their breaking point and heading down south. Uh, freedom is under attack. The quality of education in our schools 
is under attack. So this isn't just about Republicans, conservatives voting red. I'm finding independents. There's millions of people who aren't registered to any political party. They are acting and thinking like Republicans. They have a huge enthusiasm level ready to vote. They wish the election was today. It can't happen soon enough. And then there are a bunch of Democrats. They might be a loyal Democrat inside of New York City, but they care about their son and daughter's education more than that party registration. There are people, hey, I've seen with the Asian American community in New York City, they see one of their own pushed in front of an oncoming subway car, stabbed to death in lower Manhattan, or punched on a, on a street or hit with a hammer. Jewish people in New York City uh, beaten up left and right because they're wearing a yarmulke, Sikh cab drivers getting hit, small businesses being looted. And none of these crimes, by the way, have anything to do with firearms in the left. When they rarely come out of hiding to talk about these crime issues, they only want to talk about guns. So it's just people are fed up. Uh, you know, they don't want emperor governors. They want people who feel like public service is about serving the public, not the other way around. Hochul's called for New Yorkers to be her apostles. He referred to herself as the mother of all 62 counties of New York. Folks are fed up. Let me ask you a question. The Republican Party in New York, and it's been very feeble. It's been very weak over the decades. Really, you have candidates who win if the Republicans because they run their own campaigns and so forth. The precinct level, the organizational level, the fundraising level, has this been improved? Has this been addressed? I know the Conservative Party in New York. I'm a huge fan of the Conservative Party of New York. I think they've done a hell of a job. They did a hell of a job challenging the uh, these unconstitutional mandates that were taking place in New York. So, But honestly, just as an outsider, I don't hear a lot about the GOP in New York. Well, there's been some amazing progress. So last November, while everyone was locked in on a historic win in Virginia, in New York State, we saw a lot go blue to red. On Long Island, Nassau County Executive, Nassau County District Attorney flipped from Democrats to Republicans. Suffolk County Legislature. But Lee, that wasn't due to the Republican Party of Virginia here, to be perfectly honest with you. It was the grassroots rising up, the base rising up, that had a had had enough of it in Virginia. I know I'm from Loudoun County. That's where I live. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, I mean, we saw and, the videos of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I think that's what took place in New Jersey, Colorado, New York. In other words, it was the bottom up. I just want to make sure whoever the nominee is, particularly you, that the party's getting stronger. It's raising the kind of money it needs to raise. It's it's organized because it needs to get behind the base. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a powerful combination of all sorts of forces in Virginia that worked. Uh, we saw it in New York, but you're absolutely right. It was a combination of many different elements all working together in the same exact direction. I mean, we saw towns across the state, New York City Council seats flip. Uh, we saw different constituencies changing. In New York, we have not just have to deal with one-party rule in Washington – we have one party rule in Albany. We had de Blasio to deal with down in New York City. And people are just fed up. In Albany, you have outsized power of self-described socialists. If you say that they're not a socialist, they'll correct you and take it as an insult. Uh, so <laughs> I, I feel like you do have a big uprising right now of, of people who believe that they are truly battling for the heart and soul, not only of their country, but for their state, too, and for their family. 
And by the way, I see this culturally, not just in politics. Look at Netflix. Subscribers are resigning. Disney, subscribers are resigning. Cable, subscribers are resigning. CNN Plus is CNN No More Plus. Uh, I think people are are really focused and engaged, whether it's in politics and the culture and so forth. Do you feel this? Do you see this? Oh, yeah. And I mean, I'm seeing like in New York City, uh, a couple of examples that popped. One was they, you know, de Blasio wanted to get rid of advanced academics, the gifted and talented program, because, you know, in the name of equity, that it's not fair to challenge a student who's doing, you know, reading or, or math at a higher level to go further. Uh, we're seeing it with all different elements of education, and it crosses ideology party line here. I'd like to carry over the break, Lee Zeldin, the Republican nominee, the Republic, one Republican running for the nomination for governor. Uh, candidate I've endorsed. I've known an awfully long time. We'll get more into this, Lee, when we return. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to ask you a question. Did you know withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government. And they report any behavior they think is suspicious. It's true. And I was shocked when I read the secret war on cash from Swiss America. The new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution. Against all freedom-loving Americans. So, you need to read the war on cash. Get your free copy by calling 800-630-1492. 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. Now, this war on cash is growing daily and also includes all forms of digital money. Please get and read The Secret War on Cash free to my listeners by calling now, 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. Mark Levin, the research arm of conservative media. Call in now, 877-381-3811. All right, we're here with, actually, the nation knows who Lee Zeldin is. He was a, uh, and is, a fantastic congressman from New York. Uh, He is a combat veteran. He, um, a steadfast patriot for the country. He uh, took no nonsense when it came to this Russia collusion nonsense. And he looks at his home state of New York and he says, good Lord, I can do better than this. I can look at this state and there's so many things that need to be done. We need to broom out the bad and bring in the good and get some fresh ideas and voices in here. And how is that resonating so far with the citizenry there at Lee Zeldin? 
Uh, everything has been great. I mean, the polling has been fantastic. We are now polled neck. Uh, we had one poll that came out that had me up a point and a half. Another poll that said I was down by four. In this state, being six, seven months out from the general election, we're in a good position right now. We're feeling good about the strategy, and we're right on, on the issues. While you're seeing folks up in Albany talking about you know, the next bill, they want to ban all gas hookup on new construction statewide, we're out there talking about how we should reverse the ban on the safe extraction of natural gas and approve new pipeline applications. While they are defending cashless bail, we're out there wanting to repeal it. Soros-funded district attorneys like Alvin Bragg refusing to enforce the law, I'm pledging on day one to fire him. I would have the constitutional authority to fire a DA who refuses wow, to enforce Wow, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, right into the New York State Constitution. If a district attorney refuses to enforce the law, the governor of the state of New York can fire that person. I have pledged on day one, Alvin Bragg is gone. Boy, that's fantastic. Maybe I'll move to New York quickly, vote for you. Uh, no, <laughs> well, yeah, that's listen, not going to happen. I just moved to Florida, actually. And like a lot of your uh, friends and neighbors in New York, many of them have moved to Florida and they're voting Republican. How do you stop this? You have to lower taxes across the board. You have to bring spending under control. People want to feel safe on their streets and in their subways. They want their freedoms protected, defended, guarded. Uh, they want their, the quality of education in our schools to be improved. Uh, but when some genius up in Albany decides we're going to raise taxes again because we want to make someone pay more of their fair share, well, that genius actually just talked to that person who's more mobile than ever to move down to Florida, and now their New York State income taxes just got reduced to zero. So, I mean, across the board, I mean, the, the spending, the new bill uh, is over $220 billion, the new budget. That's twice the entire budget for the state of Florida. The budget for the city of New York City is more than the entire state of Florida. New York spends more on Medicaid than the entire budget for the state of Florida. It's unsustainable. And they have about two, three million more people now than the state of uh, New York, Florida does. And that wasn't the way it was not that long ago, but New York right now is leading the entire population nationwide in losing people from their state. Uh, leading the country in population loss is nothing to brag about. People feel like their wallets, their safety, their freedom, the kids' education are all under attack. This is a rescue mission right now to save our country. This is a rescue mission to save states, blue states, with blue state control freak governors like New York and other places. We all have to be all in everywhere, taking nothing for granted. And I feel like we have a great opportunity to restore balance and common sense and conservative values back to government. It is a, an opportunity that we cannot waste. I would strongly encourage the Republican Party of New York, which I'm sure hangs on my every syllable. I would strongly encourage them to prepare for fraud. They have got to do something in advance of the election. Uh, Lee Zeldin, to ensure that these local election offices aren't uh, the wholly owned subsidiaries of the likes of uh, Zuckerberg. They have, uh, you have got to ensure that only people who are actually American citizens get the vote because they're weakening that process in New York City, as you well know. We've discussed that before. And uh, they will do anything. 
They will do anything. And you could have, you could have, I mean, you got heavy duty population centers there and it's going to be very difficult to monitor this. So there needs to be preemptive affirmative activity taken by the state party to keep an eye on this. And that's kind of what I meant earlier. They have got to be prepared. They've got to have the lawyers prepared. They cannot be outflanked by the Democrats again. Yeah, and earlier when you were referencing the ballot propositions this past November, fortunately, in New York, the Democrats, while they tried to change the New York State Constitution to allow same-day voter registration and no-excuse absentee balloting, they went down in a statewide referendum Mm -hmm. this past November. We need to lean into the laws on the books, have poll watchers where people are voting, poll watchers where ballots are being opened, closely observed, signature verification, submit your objection. Someone requests an absentee ballot for a dead relative, we, should, we need to have them arrested. That's what we do in our first congressional district of New York races over the course of the last few times out. We had hundreds of ballots thrown out in, last, in the November 2020 election in our congressional district because the signatures didn't match. We need to do that everywhere. Uh, and and they're going to continue to try to find ways to gain that edge. And we have to be on top of our game every step of the way because if, if we let their guard down, if we're not on top of our game, you know, they would have same-day voter registration, no excuse absentee balloting now in the state. Fortunately, it got tanked. Yeah, so the legwork that has to be done by observers and lawyers and others, uh, let's hope it's being done. Uh, because oh, we need uh, voter ID yeah. uh, and, and you know, in New York City, as you point out, 800,000 non-citizens they just gave a right to vote to in the local election, not this November, but November of 2023. And that might be coming to a city or state you know, somewhere else because others are watching that and saying, wow, I'd like to replicate that here. If you are not a United States citizen, you, you should not be voting in any of our elections. It waters down the principle of one person one vote, which is a principle, a right that belongs only to U.S. citizens. And it's almost impossible to bifurcate that set of voters at the local level. And then another election cycle comes around and involves uh, statewide and federal officials. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, you're only registered for this. and You're not registered for that. I can just see so many more opportunities for fraud, Lee Zeldin. Oh, yeah. And now if you show up to vote and you're not on the voter rolls, you're still given an affidavit ballot. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to vote. The ballot gets cast aside. You have to make sure that you're protecting the integrity of the whole process with those ballots, too, because anybody who is illegally in our country, if you're not even a citizen, if you're a non-citizen, you should not be voting. Uh, and this isn't an issue in all 62 counties the same way. I don't paint them all with one broad brush. You have to go into the hot spots. And inside of New York City, last November, they, they designed the ballot differently. So for the rest of the state, you could vote left to right, row A, or that, that was Democrats, row B, left to right, all Republican, row C, conservative party. But what they did in New York City is that they, they did their ballot the opposite way. So that if you vote top to, top to bottom, row A, or top to bottom, row B, or top to bottom, row C, you know what they did with the mayoral race? is that they had so many candidates they wrapped the ballot around. The only way to vote top to bottom and have your ballot counted is if you voted row A Democrat. If you you voted row B, you would have ended up accidentally checking row K, another mayoral candidate, your ballot gets thrown out. You you have to watch when they're trying to gain that edge uh, because if 
if they'll get away with it, they're definitely going to try. If people want to support you in New York or outside of New York, they want to see a complete transformation of the government there. Where do they go, Lee Zeldin? Zeldinfornewyork.com, Z-E-L-D-I-N-F-O-R, New York, all spelled out one one word right across, Zeldinfornewyork.com, and uh, we're on social media, and anyone who wants to volunteer, donate $5, get involved, write letters to the editor, everybody everywhere in our country, and your listeners get this, we all have to be all in everywhere to save our country and our states. All right, Lee. God bless you, my friend, and good continuing good luck to you. Thank you, sir. All right. That's Zeldin for New York.com. Zeldin for New York is spelled out.com. I certainly hope the party structure of the Republican Party uh, this time will be uh, all ready. We'll be looking at every precinct and try and limit the amount of fraud that will, in fact, be intended, attempted. I've seen what the Conservative Party in New York does. They're doing a hell of a job. They've been litigating a lot of these issues, getting ballot initiatives up there. The Republican Party needs to step up. In all the states, by the way. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Hello, everyone. It's Mark Levin here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only supporting seniors, but also by pushing for traditional American values that affect all of us. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens. You're part of a movement defending our freedoms and securing our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, entertainment, and special insurance rates. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience in our quest for conservative principles. Sign up now at amac.us slash mark, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash mark. And for a limited time, get a free gift membership for someone who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference, folks. With AMAC. Join today at AMAC.us slash Mark, AMAC.us slash Mark, and extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. You know, ladies and gentlemen, these food fights that are occurring on the right are not particularly helpful, like in Ohio, uh, where POTUS. President Trump is very angry with Club for Growth. You know, shots are being fired and then leaked to the New York Times. First of all, Maggie Haberman is a reprobate. The New York Times is a ghastly corporate organization that defended every genocidal murder that I can think of, from Stalin to Hitler to Castro, with their censorship and their phony coverage. So I don't cite the New York Times for anything authoritative, period. That said, I've known Josh Mandel for eight years in Ohio. A very honorable man who was elected treasurer there. I endorsed him, as I did last time in the Republican primary, way back last summer. I'm not changing my endorsement. I think he'd be the best senator. That's my opinion. I don't think I'm a rhino, do you? 
No, no, no. I was a conservative before conservatism was even popular. And a constitutionalist as well. I haven't changed since I was 13 years old, folks. I also happen to adore Donald Trump and his family. Our family does. And think he was and would continue to be a tremendous president. But I will continue to endorse Josh Mandel for the Senate. Because I think he'd be a tremendous senator. And I simply don't trust J.D. Vance or the others running, for that matter. Period. That's all. As for Dave McIntosh, Dave McIntosh worked in the Reagan administration for eight years. He was a congressman for a handful of years. He's no rhino. He's no rhino. He worked in the Meese Justice Department. I worked with him. Club for Growth almost always is taking on the Republican establishment and Mitch McConnell. So he's no rhino. But I see no evidence other than statements over the past 18 months, maybe, that J.D. Vance is my kind of guy, period. So if I were to come to you behind this microphone, after 20 years, and say, oops, I've changed my mind. That doesn't make any sense, does it? So, of course, I won't, and I can't. Um, but the president has to do what the president has to do. Club for Growth has to do what Club for Growth has to do. I don't think it's particularly great politically to be, uh, to be firing shots like this because uh, there are other candidates in the wings and um, some of them are strong so my suggestion is let's focus on crushing the Democrats let's support the most conservative candidates we possibly can and let's get this done because we have to get it done or we're going to lose our country ladies and gentlemen it's been a great honor I hope you'll rejoin us again tomorrow, as you have for the past 20 years. We have a fantastic show we're planning already, and uh, it is a great honor. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel, our trucker brothers and sisters here and in Canada and elsewhere. Oh, man, and the people of Ukraine. We're going to start with that tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Tomorrow.